0: Hey everybody, welcome to episode 9 of NPC Talk. My name is Chris, and today is July 15th, 2015. And um, today we have another Meet the Guest episode with, uh, with a very, very close friend and longtime friend. And we pretty much game together throughout our lives. Matt, how are you doing today? Doing good. <laughs> doing good. All right. Um, before we start, I just wanted to bring up some video game news in the world. Uh, I think it was on Sunday, or I think this past Sunday, July twelfth, right? Uh, Satoru Iwata passed away. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, at uh age fifty five, he had a bile growth duct, I think. Yes super sad yeah he was uh for those of you who don't know he was the president of nintendo of japan and he did a lot in uh like nintendo nintendo's growth and a lot of the he had a lot of lot to do with the games that we all know and love so
1: yeah i heard this why he wasn't at e3 pardon i heard this why he wasn't at e3 this year
0: oh yeah yeah so uh you know we we all hope uh For the best for his uh friends and family and uh you know may he rest in peace um so that yeah that's uh some pretty sad news but um hopefully you know everything works out um so moving on (laughs) i don't don't know how to how to move on from that but nice segue yeah um But today we have um, we have Matt here, and uh, yeah. So Matt and I grew up as gamers. Um, But you know, Matt, why don't you tell us a little bit about your experiences as
1: a gamer growing up? Um, pretty much since I was born, I've been playing games. Like however old is enough to actually you know hold a controller and play it. Because I was I consider myself lucky to say that my mom played video games extensively, Mm -hmm. and so. By the time I was at the home, there was already at least an Atari. NES had been out for a bit, I think, or yep, at least yep. just, just come out. And yeah, I always, my mom was always playing and she'll tell me stories about how I always screwed up her games. And <laughs> now she gets revenge on me when I'm playing and she's you know she wants to mess with me. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I remember my mom playing old NES games like Merlin's Castle and all kinds of oh, nice. random old school stuff. So I started with those and I swear I only ever beat, like, level one of any of those games because I was so little. Um, But it really peaked, I want to say, like, when it was transitioning from the NES to the SNES was when I, like, really, you know, connected and actually, like, played games a ton. Because mm-hmm. um, I remember, I really remember strongly playing the NES Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Oh, yeah. Which I played with you a bunch, I know. Uh Oh, the third one, right? The Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were playing that a ton, and then like, then there's a transition to like Turtles in Time for the Super Nintendo, and just mm-hmm. yeah, like it was around like that Switch. Also, you know, I watched Teenage Mutant Turtles all the time, so. But yeah, I've I've been playing games since I was really little, and I don't play as many today. But that's just because you no know, adult stuffs in the way, but. <laughs> And I usually, like, it's when I get home, I have some game or something I'm playing, but I've actually realized lately I play a lot of, like, nostalgic-style games, you know, like indie games and stuff. hmm
0: mm-hmm.
1: Like, I've been playing tons of, like, um, yeah, just, like, old-school-style games because I think I just prefer the stuff I grew up on compared to most of the stuff today.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of old-school indie games, I've been meaning to try out uh, Shovel Knight. Oh. I don't know if you played it.
1: Oh yeah, I got it the second it came out. It's so good.
0: Oh man, I heard that it it um, does two D classic platformers justice, mm-hmm. and so I'm really looking forward to playing it.
1: Yeah, and they just recently came out with uh, like an expansion or something, or they're coming out with a couple for all the bosses, and I'm like super excited. Yeah, they just they nailed everything about it right, like the music and the feel.
0: Nice, nice, awesome. Well. Here on NPC Talk, I don't know if you know, but we like to interview our first-time guests with their top three games.
1: Oh man, that's such a surprise.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think, so this is episode nine, and we've only had two episodes that aren't interviews. So um, yeah, that's like a 77% interview rate, but um, we're still going with it. So uh, do you have your top three ready, Matt?
1: I do, even though it was a struggle to get there, yeah all right, well let's uh let's go with it. What have you got? So, I just want to say, when you first asked me, like, I thought it was going to be really easy because I'm like, "Oh, I got my number one, I got my number two, and then I like stalled mm-hmm. and I was stuck. I'm like, "Oh my God, what's number three? <laughs> I have so many things. Yeah, and so yeah. it took me forever, but I finally did land on what I think is like definitely my top three. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because they're all from Super Nintendo. Really?
0: Okay. Okay. We yeah. Got, we got an old school gamer here.
1: Yeah, because like I said, I really like I like the nostalgic feel of like when we were growing up, and like mm-hmm. you would finish school, go home, forget to do homework, and play video games all day. <laughs> oh yeah. Man. Like those are just the good days. We have to talk about uh,
0: if we have time later. We have to talk about the Halo Two story.
1: I was thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: all right are you ready for your top three
1: yeah so um before i give my actual number three i just wanted to throw out like two runner-ups that i was fighting with so hard okay like no no big details just some names but um pokemon actually isn't on my list is not it oh man i was struggling with that huh yeah it's it's super close like that's like a 3.5 like it's right there
0: Okay, okay, so it's still, like, your top five, like, in the... Like, we're you're doing it, the the special shout-outs, right? Pokemon's one of them?
1: Yeah, yeah, because that it. was one I just, oh, I just struggled with. Like, yeah. I... Yeah. And then there was one other one I can't... Oh, It was one you and me used to play all the time, and I totally blanked out. Uh, I feel like it was Turtles in Time, though, because we played that a ton. Is... Uh, <laughs> but I don't want to ruin your top three, so... <laughs> Oh, no, it's cool. I'll just, I'll I'll get to it then. Okay. Um, otherwise, I'll just name everything I can. Is it, um, is it the Lost Vikings? As- oh, that was it. Yeah, you're right. Okay, awesome. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, you and me played Lost Vikings so much. And yeah. I played it with my brother and sister all the time. And you remember that night where we tried to replay and we couldn't get through the second <laughs> level? Because we were laughing too hard.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, we, yeah, Lost Vikings is a, is a great game.
1: Yeah. It's good. But my real number three, I'm actually <laughs> going to give out to uh, Super Mario RPG.
0: Ooh.
1: Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And I know you've played it a ton too. And it's yep. just, oh man, I just, when it came out, it was just so different. And it did, it did so many things like new that were done well. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. just, it it had like all these new characters, like it expanded the Mario universe even though they never really went back to a lot of it. But I just, I loved that game.
0: Yeah. Um. Alright, let's start with the graphics. Oh, yeah. Okay, so what do you think of the graphics?
1: Um. I remember when it first came out, I was really confused and, like, how'd they make it so, like, 3D and amazing <laughs> and everything? Right? And now I know it's just, like, they rendered it in 3D and then just took the pictures of them, basically. But back then, that was, like, that was new. Like... I think Donkey Kong t- Country did that in a couple other games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember back then, it was just like, I couldn't wrap my head around it. It was so amazed. I mean, they did a great job
0: with the, th- with the 3D effect. Like, even mm-hmm. today, when I play the game, it-, it still feels like almost a 3D game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they just, they manipulated it in,
0: like, the right way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I-, I remember, yeah, I remember when the game came out, I was like, whoa, it's like, 3d right that's like what they were advertising Mm -hmm. it's still like i'm like this is amazingly done like it was with the technology they had uh the game came out in 1996 um but yeah with the technology they had back then like that kind of graphics is like incredible
1: yeah and i think because that was around the time they started using like mode 7 on the SNES too where they could like play with the backgrounds and like Pretend 3D things, mm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I know they used a lot of that for like certain boss fights that made it, like super fun. Mm.
0: Oh, I see, I see. Huh, I actually didn't know that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, like I think um, like F Zero used um, used a lot of like Mode Seven. Like it's like certain games where you like you can fight things in the background even though they're on a different plane.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, it was uh, like it made a lot of difference in games.
0: That's awesome. Um, so. How would you like, I guess, the story, gameplay, overall feel of the game?
1: Um, I remember it just being super silly. Like, it was not ever serious, even though there was, like, big new villain and all these things. But it was, like, it was perfect for playing it as a kid because mm-hmm. it was, like, serious enough where we're like, oh, we got to save the day. But it was silly enough where we're like, oh, that guy, like, fell off a cliff, and it's, like, slapstick humor still. like Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, like, they just... It The world was just, I remember being so big, like I remember going on and on, like it felt like I spent forever going everywhere in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they introduced like so many new characters, which I don't think there's any I disliked even. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's some, but none that immediately come to mind. No, I don't think I dislike any of them, actually. Yeah. yeah. Even like Mallow, who I feel like I should dislike, like I love the little marshmallow. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah he, he was a pansy when you first met him. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. I'm so su- I'm actually like really surprised that um, they never expanded the Super Mario RPG universe. Yeah. Cause like these characters were awesome.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And like, I, know, I just never seen them again. And I was like, what? Like, you know, they did such a good job, like, with the background of all these characters. And then, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it was weird, because I know the game was really popular. And, yeah, it just kind of, like, fizzled off to the side where they were like, no, no, we like it, but let's do something else.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say, in terms of gameplay, uh, Super Mario RPG, hmm okay it was it's an rpg like it's for sure straight up like turn-based rpg but they did a really good job of making the overworld part like the part where you're not in battle kind of platformish. ish mm-hmm. like there's a lot of like little jumping things you still have to do yeah 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 and um there would be like yeah like you would have to like jump to make a song or like get all these, like hidden boxes um And then the RPG elements, they did a good job of making it uh, almost active and almost a platformer in a sense. And you can tell with the games today, like the Mario and Luigi series or Paper Mario, uh, it wasn't just, you know, you attack them and then you're done. But that when you attack them, you have to press like a button or a button combination at like a certain timing and then you would get like a bonus attack or like bonus damage. Mm-hmm. And um that was like the first time I think this system like I've ever seen it of having yeah. like an active RPG.
1: Yeah, that's the first game I remember doing that. I don't know if it was the first one, I'm sure it wasn't, but like yeah, that's the first one that I remember that starting, and I love that trend. It was awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they did a really good job with with uh <coughs> yeah, with like engaging you in that way.
1: Yeah, you didn't just click the button and let your characters do it. You actually had to like time it and find your rhythm and see how well you could do, like, better than the previous one.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Do you think the game
1: aged well? Um, I've recently played it, like, uh, it was a few years back, like, maybe, like, three years ago I tried to play it, mm-hmm. and it was good. Like, I didn't finish it just because I lost track of time, but, right. like, I remember just, like, all the nostalgia came back, but, like, the gameplay still held up really well to me like it still had like the good rpg style nice um the only downside was you could feel how like the whole 3d thing they were trying to mess with was new so like jumping on those blocks like in the like the non-battle areas like you were saying yeah they're kind of tricky because like we're used to like very smooth you know 3d like controls now Mm -hmm. and they were a little slippery like you would miss a few blocks when you really didn't think you would but Mm. Yeah, but besides that, like, the story is still super funny and awesome, and the characters are lovable. Like, I still loved playing it.
0: Yeah, yeah. um, Yeah, I think in terms of, yeah, that overall feel, it, it really was, like, a bright, like, <laughs> even, like, the dark areas were really bright. Yeah. Yeah, It's like and, like, the sad moments were still kind of, like, still kind of, like, funny, even though they were sad. I don't know how to describe it.
1: Yeah. I know no, it it would be like a a weird moment. There was one boss I forget. Like maybe it was like the sewer boss or something that they uh it was like that big cat thing and they like let it up to like seem like this big scary thing and when it came out it was super goofy looking and not at all scary at all. So
0: yeah. Um oh man. Uh there's so much that game did well.
1: Hmm. Yeah, especially I still remember the music from it too.
0: Oh man, okay, the music is amazing. If you guys Mm. haven't heard my favorite tune from that song, the forest maze one. Yes. uh,
1: Oh, what is it called? I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. Isn't the I think it's like the Lost Woods song or mm, Lost Forests, something like that. Yeah, I'm not
0: entirely sure, Um, but yeah listen to it it's like geno's theme or like i don't know the forest maze or something but it's awesome um the music in general in that game was really good they uh i don't know it it almost had like a theatrical feel to it like they would play like incredibly sad music at like the incredibly sad time where like it's almost corny because like rain would like come down and then Mm -hmm. everything would like get darker but um i don't know they did a great job with uh yeah, the whole feel of the game and the music like just complemented it even more.
1: Yeah, they just they did a super good job of having like all the dramatic parts that like the like Final Fantasy series kind of RPGs had and mixing it with like the goofiness of a Mario storyline and it, it, like it turned out really well. Like on paper that would probably sound pretty bad, but yeah, it worked great.
0: Yeah, and then um I think what also made the game was like all the almost like mini games that came with it. Yeah,
1: like the railroad cart thing.
0: Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. <clears throat> that I so
1: remember fun. being I remember being stuck on that, and I think I had to have you help me because I couldn't do it at one point.
0: <laughs> Probably, I remember doing that rail cart thing like all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had that, and then like you you could race Yoshi's in like a Yoshi Island. Oh yeah, fight Bloshi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then um. Yeah, and then they had, like, you would make a song in, like, the Tadpole Island. Yeah. Yeah, there's, like, all these other, um, like, little secrets going on.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, like, when I said the game felt so big, it's just, they really put it into it where you can go do all these fun, random things, or they hid all these, little, like, little secrets in the towns, too.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, so the developers were Square, uh, even though it's a Mario game. And so hmm. they definitely did a little bit of some like Final Fantasy aspects to it. Um, one with that, uh, the obvious one being like the Final Fantasy boss ish in Kulix. The do you remember Kulix? Um, I remember the name. Which which one was he? He's a he's a dude. You, you play him after you beat the game, and he has like the four crystals next to him with the different oh
1: weapons. yeah yeah I remember.
0: I think Kulix is his name. But anyways, um, they had like him. And then they did a really good job of having, like, secret weapons that, like, weren't necessary to beat the game. But if mm-hmm. you really wanted to, like, take that extra step to find all the secrets and stuff, they had, like, like superpower weapons and, like, all these really cool spells. Um, and, like yeah, like, new characters and stuff. And, like, I don't know. Everything about it was awesome.
1: Yeah. I wish Gino was going to be in Smash, though. I was, I was just <laughs> thinking that. I'm like, Gino would be perfect in Smash. <laughs> He's out of like every game. I'm so sad he didn't have anything happen because he was so awesome. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he was like, uh, he reminded me of Buzz Lightyear mostly because of, I guess, the toy thing. But oh, yeah, but he was like, yeah, this like kind of silent, really like, cool hero. And, um, yeah, do you know, do you know, was awesome. And he had really cool spells too.
1: Yeah, no, he was always in my party.
0: Man, I really want to play this game again now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it still holds up. It's good. Awesome. All right, I know
0: what I'm doing later tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Before I quit this podcast and play Super Mario RPG, um, mm-hmm. that's a great number three, Matt, and I'm excited to hear the ne- the next two.
1: All right. So my second favorite of all time, and I've no- noticed since I played it, is uh, Zelda: Link to the Past. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I know a lot of people go towards Ocarina at a time and like that's the big one, but man, I think Link to the Past did it better. Mm. Hmm.
0: Um, so I remember having this past New Year's, I remember having a quite deep conversation with you and our friend Parker about Zelda. Um I'm just gonna Okay. Let's just start it off with uh why do you think a Link to the Past is the best?
1: I think just, it was, like, the feel for the game that it gave. Like, it was, gosh, it's really hard to actually, like, even put it into words. It was the fact that you were, like, the silent adventurer, kind of, like, you felt ingrained in your mission. Like, the second you start off, you're like, oh, my uncle's missing. Like, I'm immediately going into the dungeon. Like, it's, and you never have your own dialogue, so it all feels like you're the one progressing through it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which is definitely a big deal for me, because, like whenever you did something, it felt like your accomplishments. Mm -hmm. And there was, was like, an obvious, like, straight-cut path that you could go, but they gave you all these options to go do, like, all these mini things. Like, you had a menu where you could collect, like, eight out of the, like, 20 items, but you knew you wanted all of them. Like, it made (laughs) you want to find every single one. And if you had one slot left, it drove you nuts. And then just, like, the character designs and everything, too, using, like, their limited amount of, like, pixel art and everything back then was so well done to me yeah yeah like like the bosses were awesome like every fight was it was simple on its own but every boss fight was different Mm -hmm. and it felt like a real challenge every time you went in Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's just i feel like it it was the first one that started the real like like the zelda theme of like going to temple find the boss key find the map get the item beat the boss with the item go to the next temple like I mean, they repeat it, and I love that combo. Like, I'm not saying it's bad, but I feel like it was the first one that I remember really kind of starting that.
0: Yeah, I think it was. I mean, yeah, I would say it was, especially in, like, that, like, um, level. that Like, they really perfected the formula or mm-hmm. started it even at that
1: game, for sure. Yeah, and then it's, like, it was so good just going through the light world, but the second they threw in the dark world, like i remember playing it as a kid you're just like oh my god everything's changed and it's different travel back and forth like i love games that do that where you can go to the same place but like it different like versions or different like like a dark world and light world or different time periods like yeah, those, yeah. i love those games
0: yeah it's so clever like seeing um like
1: the same thing but different mm-hmm Especially when, like, they hint at you and they're just like, oh, only if I had this thing. And you're like, wait, I remember that from the other world. <laughs> yeah. 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 Plus, plus it had such good music for back then, too. Mm,
0: oh, man. It did. And since uh, I'm going to cheat a little bit, and since I know you're number one, I would say your your top three soundtracks are amazing for all three of those games. I uh, uh, I agree. <laughs> 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 oh man okay yeah because music video game music is a pretty big deal to me and I think um yeah I think a link to the past had one of the greatest soundtracks ever
1: yeah I mean you get the right music it sets the feel like I know when you enter a boss room I still remember the music and it like it got you going like really fast like you felt worried
0: yeah 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 it had like that grand entrance too like when the door shuts behind you yeah the music plays and you're like oh my gosh it's happening
1: yeah, they just, they had really good, like, theatrics for it.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Um, so, A Link to the Past. Let's... So, I don't know if you heard uh, Josh's episode, but his favorite, Zelda, he... Or, for his top three, he picked Majora's Mask.
1: Yeah, actually. His is one of the ones I actually got to listen to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. So... I don't know man there's a i think there's a lot to be said about the different zelda games definitely a lot of pluses a lot of minuses um but in comparing the great ocarina of time and a link to the past like i don't know what do you think about those two in comparison to each other
1: it's oh it's tricky because ocarina of time was so good i mean i like almost all the zeldas i there's only a few that I like don't avoid playing, but I played them once and I'm done. Yeah. Um gosh, I just I think they're so different that I don't really like to gauge them against each other too much because especially you're talking 3D versus 2D, which is like totally different feel to play with.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And like Ocarina just it they emphasize the same thing where it's like a big world and like you had your big final goal, you had Ganon looming over you the whole time. And so it really puts you in the spot of being the hero and figuring out what to do. Mm-hmm. And it just I don't know, like it's really hard to like <laughs> to say which one did what better because like especially Ocarina of Time, like started the whole like 3D like targeting system and everything. Like they had to come up with a new system. Yeah. 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 And where in like *Link to the past, it was still 2D, but they did like their top down perspective and they just really focused on making sure it like it had good game feel, like the characters moved the way you wanted, and when you swung your sword, you knew what would happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And which they got down great. And I don't know, they're just both really big, vast worlds, but something about Link to the Past, I think, just the the simplicity of it, like being two D, just makes it a lot funner for me.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so, oh, I think just figuring out my top Zelda game is really difficult.
1: Oh, I feel like that's harder.
0: Yeah. Um, Shoot. Well, my top two are for sure either A Link to the Past or Wind Waker.
1: Yeah, Wind Waker's up there for me.
0: Yeah. Um, But I think when I'm comparing Ocarina of Time and A Link to the Past, and I love Ocarina of Time. Like, I bought the 3DS version from Canada because they were in (laughs) the stock in the U.S. (laughs) And, um, And it's a great game. But when I played it, and I understand that the goal of Nintendo when they were making Ocarina of Time was they just wanted to turn Zelda into a 3D system. like That that was their goal, was let's successfully make this Zelda game into a great 3D experience. And um, I guess in some ways they paralleled a lot from A Link to the Past into Ocarina of Time. Um, yeah, you know, like Young Link versus the Light World. There were like three, three dungeons, and then like seven in the Dark slash Adult Link world. Um, and then a lot of the bosses were similar, like hookshotting a bunch of eyes, and um, yeah, like some other bosses. They there were a lot of similarities between the two games, and so like I understand where they were going, and I still like really, really respect Ocarina of Time, but I can't help feel when I play it, I'm just like, it's it felt too similar to A Link to the Past. And in some ways, I'm like the the only reason I give a link to the past the edge was because to me it had a, just that much more originality because they didn't have to, it they had to start like more from scratch in terms of like the story and all that yeah and so um I don't know that's how I feel between those two games but it's definitely an arguable point
1: so uh, yeah I don't know yeah I mean thinking about it I think the thing that drives it. Most for me liking Link to the Past more is that it it didn't seem as tedious to go around to like places like Ocarina of Time was huge, which was awesome, but it also felt like sometimes you're like, okay, I'm on this side of the map, and I have to go all the way over there, and I know I have to go Pona, and I'm probably gonna get hit off by a skeleton, and I have to do this, swim through the uh, river. Like <laughs> some of it, like it's okay to do that once or twice, but they kind of had us do a lot of back and forth that was like. You kind of wish you had the bird flute from Link to the Past.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that was awesome.
1: Yeah, I think it was just the compact size of Link to the Past, like, while still using a lot of, like, tricks and stories to make it seem huge, mm-hmm. just came off a lot better.
0: Yeah, yeah. And a lot of Ocarina of Time was kind of, like, an open field, like a huge part of the map. Yeah. And you're just kind of, you know, like, riding the horse, which was awesome.
1: But... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I still <laughs> loved it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you had to earn Epona's. yeah but it's like you said they it was their first time and it was when like 3d games were new and for trying it out they did great yeah
0: yeah i mean i still yeah i still view ocarina of time as you know one of the one of the greats yeah gaming so um um so man i link to the past they they did so much well with that uh they did so well and so much for that game uh I would say, hmm, I liked man, I just liked everything about it, like the music was great, the gameplay was great, the controls felt clean, uh the bosses were clever, A
1: mm-hmm.
0: lot of secrets, I don't know there's just uh yeah
1: yeah there was um oh I actually i was uh recently watching a video of, like, people replaying some of it, just, like, mm-hmm. commentary stuff. Yeah. And I learned, I learned, like, a bunch of new secrets that I didn't even know for, like, from playing it for years and years, like, over and over. Like, did you know the little fire skulls? Did you know you can turn them into fairies? What? Yeah. If you spray the magic dust you get from the the um, the wizard lady, or the witch, if you sprinkle it on the little fire skulls that you can't kill, they actually mm-hmm. turn into fairies. No. Oh. Huh. Like, I just learned that after, like, 20 years. <laughs> that's such a, like, almost Easter egg kind of thing. Right?
0: <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they, um... Uh, yeah, that game did a lot. They had, like, kind of, like, the whole Zora thing going on with the, the underwater creatures. They were different back then, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then they had, like, yeah, upgrading your sword, and then, uh, you could upgrade it one more time past, like, what's required, and then the whole Master Sword thing, like that. Oh, man, okay, can we just talk about the moment when you pick up the Master Sword? Oh, yeah. Of the Lost Woods? Like, talk about Epic. I
1: mean, yeah, you want to talk about theatrics, you walk in there, they got the lighting and everything, Mm -hmm. little animals skittering out of the way, waiting, making a path for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, And then it just, it had that classic little music. Like, it wasn't, I guess it wasn't music. It was, like, a little tune. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, that that sticks with me now.
0: Yeah. It, like, oh, uh, you, you guys have to see it if you haven't played A Link to the Past. But, basically, you go through, like, the Lost Woods. And in the light world, it's not too scary. But it's definitely, like, convoluted, uh, mystical. They definitely give you that, like, misty, because there was mist, like, fog there. Like, misty, mystical, magical feel. But then when you reach the end of the Lost Woods, it's just this, like... Like, the sun is, like, shining in right where you are. And, like, the animals are, like, skittering away as you, like, walk up to, like, the mantle where the Master Sword is. And then, like, the music that comes up as you, like, pull it out. It's probably, like, one of the most, like, epic video game moments ever. That's hard to say. There's a lot of epic moments, but... (laughs)
1: Uh, and it doesn't have like the three pendants that you had just gathered, like raise above you too.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to. Be yeah, worthy. it was.
1: It was like oh, you just you felt like I've saved the light world. Like I did everything, and it was like your big like turn in and just. Oh, it was beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, that's a <laughs> that's a great number too. <laughs> um, yeah. So in terms of Zelda, we will have. A definite talk about Zelda, um you know what each game did well, you know why we like certain ones way more than the others, and definitely, I want to talk about the Zelda timeline because oh yeah, um, that is
1: confusing <laughs> yeah, well, you've seen the like the legit one they released, right? No, there's a legit one. Yeah, yeah. One of the uh creators, I believe, he came out with a real one. Um when I got my I bought like the special edition Wii U for the um Wind Waker one. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. And it came with like they actually made a time map and showed it. Oh no way. It's it's I know you me and Parker have talked about it before and it's really similar to what we thought, but oh, I prefer okay. ours. <laughs> <laughs> so I can definitely comment on that and why I think I why I think I just liked ours better. <laughs>
0: okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah awesome i mean there's so much going on in the zelda universe and they zelda is one of the franchises where they kept the formula very similar but they changed a bunch of things up around it and they've done a good job of keeping things you know familiar but fresh at the same time
1: yeah actually just quick drop have you ever did you play um a link between worlds uh yeah yeah, that oh, I think that game was so perfect because it was such, like, oh, I went back to A Link to the Past so great. Yeah, yeah. I'm,
0: like, so I'm a big uh, r or Reddit slash 3DS subreddit um, goer. Mm-hmm. And uh, back, like, when A Link Between Worlds was, like, newer, a lot of people would ask, you know, oh, do I have to play A Link to the Past to play A Link Between Worlds? And a lot of the answers were like, oh, not really, like you know, you you would understand what's going on without A Link to the Past. And I was one of those Redditors that was like, no, you have to play A Link to the Past first and love it and then play A Link Between Worlds because you don't appreciate how awesome A Link Between Worlds is because it's a pure tribute to one of the greatest games of all time and you're just missing out on it without playing the games in
1: order. Yeah, I think I'd be on your side there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like
0: this, yeah. like adamant, like angry nerd on on the internet. Like, no, you have to play a link to the past first. <laughs>
1: You're not gonna get all the Easter eggs.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, a link between worlds. Um, they just did a great job with like the gameplay and like paralleling it with a link to the past, and then the music remixing it, graphics upgrading it. Like everything was great.
1: Yeah, I was I was super happy with that one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um I am not super happy. Well, I can't say it cuz it's not released yet, but the new Zelda like Three Swords Heroes Adventure. Have you mm-hmm. heard about it?
1: Yeah, I saw the E3 stuff about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it seems cool as like a mini game, but I mean, we'll see how it is. I don't want to drop too much judgment before um before it's released, but you know, I I like the classic Zelda adventure. Uh I don't know how I feel about Three swords being kind of like their next you know big 3ds zelda release we'll
1: see yeah yeah it felt like kind of like a pause before their next actual big one
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: yeah although are you just worried it's going to be like four swords again well i mean i liked four swords a lot but um i don't know
0: i'm afraid that they're um using this zelda as their next big zelda but
1: yeah it doesn't feel that way yeah like i mean that might be what they're doing but the game doesn't look like that kind of feeling
0: Right, right. So um, hopefully it's just a segue to to what's coming. Yeah. All right. So we got number two, number three down. Awesome so far. What's your number one?
1: My number one favorite game, definitely Bubsy Three D.
0: Bubsy.
1: Yeah. Was not expecting that one. <laughs> no, I could. Which that game is horrible. I have actually played it. <laughs> oh, have you? Yeah, it's like the worst thing ever. (laughs) Uh, It's like a game jam, but the loser one.
0: (laughs) Uh, Okay.
1: But but for real, um, my number one favorite game of all time is Chrono Trigger. Yes. That
0: is also my number one favorite of all time. (laughs) For good Um, reasons.
1: Yes. All right. What do you love about the greatest game of all time? Um. The number one thing that I just want to point out is Frog's theme. Yes. Like I don't even before I even talking about gameplay and everything, Frog's theme is still my favorite thing ever. Yeah. Oh man. oh man.
0: That song is so good.
1: Yeah. If people haven't heard it, they need to go on YouTube and listen to Frog's theme. Yeah. I don't even think you have to put Chrono Trigger, just put Frog's theme.
0: Yeah. And you
1: you might get something about swamps and frogs, but probably not. It'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Um But no, that game just I think for an RPG, they just did everything right. Mm -hmm. Like, gosh, like, where do I even start? I guess it's just, like, you start off in the game as just this character that's, like, really a nobody and then you meet the princess on accident and you have this crazy story where you're, like, time-traveling and trying to save people and do all these things. It's, like, it really puts, like, the epic in an epic adventure. Yeah. Because you're just, you're doing so much and all over the place. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they really. Something I really love about the game is they really focused on making the characters, like, not just kind of like one hit wonders where you're like, oh, look, we got this person. and eh, they're not going to go on my party. Mm-hmm. Like, they really forced you to, like, have a small storyline with every character and get super attached to them. And so when you had to choose your party for the end, it was really difficult.
0: Well, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, but just. Oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: Uh, I was just going to say. Probably the only character I wasn't super attached to was the Isla girl from the prehistoric era. But...
1: It's, I, it's funny you mention that, because when I was younger, I would agree. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't really like using her, and who knows, maybe it was, I was like, ew, girls back then. Yeah. But like when I recently replayed it, because I got it for the DS, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I used her as like one of my main characters, and huh? she's really good.
0: Yeah, yeah, she's super strong.
1: Yeah, but her story was the weaker one. It wasn't bad, it was just like the weaker of them.
0: Mhm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, with dinosaurs and wizards. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but my favorite thing about the game was the fact that they did the time travel so well. Mhm. Cuz there's games like, I mean, the games like Link to the Past where it's like light world, dark world, like you could jump back and forth. Like they did it really well. Chrono Trigger went the next step where they like halfway through the game you're all of a sudden able to transport between all kinds of different time frames. Yeah, and when you get to that point, you're kind of stopped and just like, "Well, what do I do next?" Yep, yep, yeah. And it's that it's like it's not an open map. Well, it kind of is, but it was an open adventure where you're like, "What thing do I want to do?" Like, you want to figure out everything and do all of it. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Um. So speaking of the beauty of the time travel that is Chrono Trigger, um. What is really cool is that they did a great job of, um, you ch- if you change one thing in one time zone, it will affect the other time zones.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, yeah, there's just all these little side adventures that um, like intertwine with each other.
1: Yeah, and then I always remember the um, the special chests, like the magic chests that you can find. Oh yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. yeah. Because when I played when I was little, like, um, for anyone that hasn't played it, there's these chests that are, like, when you find them, they're, like, all special, and you don't know what to do with them. And mm-hmm. later on, you get a magic pendant, and you can essentially, like, unlock them, or you, like, put a spell on them or something. And you're tempted, like, right away to be like, oh, yeah, you open it. And you get really, really good armor. Mm-hmm. But if you're patient, you can actually unlock them or unseal them, go into the future levels that you can't do until later in the game, go back back to those uh, rooms find the chest and then open them then and all the armor and weapons in them has aged into the best armor in the game or the best weapons i forget which it was and as a kid i i never knew that like i was not patient (laughs) Uh, you know i i probably knew that at one point but i'm like
0: oh i kind of forgot about that that's awesome
1: (laughs) yeah they just they were really smart with like the whole timeline too like mm-hmm. especially the storyline with Magus who starts as a bad guy and he kind of always is a bad guy but he starts as a bad guy you're going for because he's supposed to release the evil lobos that's going to destroy everything yep yep but then you find him like you find out later that he's this little kid that got like sent back in time and he's been there the whole time and like I forget the details but it just it's so intricate yeah yeah
0: there's uh Magus's backstory was like yeah, at first you're just like, oh, he's just like some bad guy in like the medieval era, like, whatever. But then like it like comes back to him, and you're just like, whoa, like, we're we're going into like Magus's backstory, and it's like actually really crazy. Yeah, so, yeah, it's really awesome.
1: And then they pair it up with you also being with Frog, who was somebody that's trying to kill Magus for his own like special reasons, mm-hmm. and you have to in because. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't there a point in the game where like you can kill Magus or you can have Frog like do something to him? Uh, You have to choose.
0: Yeah, I think, I think so. I, I remember like yeah, Magus can definitely not be there.
1: Yeah, because I think you can allow Frog to get his revenge, but it's right after you figured out like the kind of the the background story of it. And so, I, I never chose to kill him. Like, I was always like, no, I won him.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. he's essentially Vegeta as a demon. it <laughs> such a good d- description. Well, it's mainly because, I mean, well, the art was done by um, Akira Toriyama, the guy that did Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Oh, neat, neat. So, yeah, that's why if you look at the pictures and they always look really familiar, or you're like, his hair looks like Goku. Yeah. It's because it is. It's made by the creator. Oh. Uh- yeah, and so, yeah, Magus looks like Vegeta and uh, Chrono looks like Goku, and mm-hmm, it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, which I love because that was like right when we were all watching Dragon Ball Z.
0: Yeah, it was. Well, I, Dragon Ball Z was a big part of my life, it was part <laughs> of everyone's life. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I just remember going back to Isla because um, as we were talking about it, I just remembered, I, for, I don't remember exactly how it paralleled but I remember the fact that people could use magic like back then and then you did something because you were fighting those like magicians and then it, it affects the future uh, time frames but I just, I can't remember specifically how but I remember it's a very like subtle detail and yeah, and um, yeah, you're just like to you, to like most gamers that just play through it, you're like oh you know we're just fighting the bad guys in the dinosaur era but like they were like magic users. They were like doing like, reigning tyranny, and it affects the future on like magic users and stuff. Like re- in a really subtle way, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They. Yeah, I can't remember. The, I remember what the storyline, but I don't remember the details. Like what you were saying. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they were. They were just really smart about just being just like, every other turn was just like, oh man, we caused this, or oh, we changed this. Like it just felt like you had like. Affected the entire game.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then uh, oh, I think my favorite side quest, and I might have said this in episode two with Trevor, but I really love the the Robo side quest at the very end of the game. Um, um which one? The one where he's uh, gardening.
1: Oh wait, why don't I? Why don't I remember this? I'm sure I've done it. I just don't remember it.
0: So there's a. Uh, in one of the eras, I think it's in, like, 1000 AD, like, in in the past, not, like, the present, but, like, yeah, in 1000 AD, there's, like, Fiora, I think was her name, and, like the like, the forest was, like, burned or something, and they're, like, oh, like, you know, what, we need someone to, like, to replant, like, the whole thing.
1: Oh, was that the one where you, like, leave Robo behind?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, and it's awesome because, like, you um, you leave Robo there, and then you can kind of, like, see him, like, planting. Because he's a robot, right? So he can, like, do it forever. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he's, like, planting and doing all that stuff. And then to get him back, you go, like, way into the future to, like, where, like, he finished. And then, um, and it's, like, it's crazy because to us, it takes, like, you know, 10 seconds to go all the way into the future. But then when you see Robo, like, the the forest is there, and it's beautiful, and then Robo's like, you know, oh, I've been working for all these years, and, like, it's so great to see you again, and it's, like, this crazy, like, time-lapse moment between Robo and the party.
1: Yeah, I remember all of Robo's stories were, like, really, really kind of tragic, too. Like, (laughs) he always either, like, sacrificed himself, or, like, when you get him, the other robots are beating him up, and, like, I just, I always felt really bad for Robo. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he's, like,
0: um, he's, like, surprisingly one of the most emotional characters, even though. Even though he's a robot? Even though he's a robot, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, Chrono Trigger, though. Um,
1: they Yeah, they just, everything was so clever about that game. Yeah. Especially, I think probably one of the best things was, like, the second you get into, the like, the Hall of Time or whatever it was, mm-hmm. the guy's literally just, like, oh, if you want, you can go fight the boss right now and he's like just taunting you. Oh uh, yeah yeah. And
0: you can you, fight him.
1: You can literally teleport to the boss and he'll wreck you if you're not ready. <laughs> yeah. but, but there's there's at least like what like maybe five or six different ways to beat the game. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they just they just gave you so many choices and it was like this one's really hard but might work out better for you in the end.
0: Yeah, yeah. And like um we were seeing this in Trevor's episode, but that's how they really brought in new game plus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because then you can actually beat them up in, like, the five or six different ways, which is really, yeah. really cool.
1: Yeah, I know... I've, I'm sure I've done all of them over time, but now I need to go find out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they... um Oh, man, they just... Everything in that game was just so deep and um, and
1: awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just, like, the story. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, Yeah, and then the the graphics, I felt, were... For that time, like, like crazy good. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, never mind.
1: It was like a half thought. <laughs> okay.
0: Um. In terms of so, this is a slight tangent, but still related. Um. On Game Facts, like mm-hmm. a long time ago, we were talking about on this forum. We were talking about you know Chrono Trigger versus Chrono Cross characters, mm. and this one guy was saying, "Oh, Chrono Cross." characters which like if you play chrono cross there's like 50 characters and some of them you Mm -hmm. like barely get to know but he was saying like man chrono cross characters had way more character development than chrono trigger and i was Mm -hmm. like and i was like what are you talking about like this guy you like barely know him and stuff but then he goes on to talk about how there's a difference between character development and characterization which i I don't know if i believe him but this is the internet Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: he was saying like character development is like watching the character change or, like, go through, like, a developing process of, like... Uh, in Chrono Cross, there's, like, a poet, I believe, and you can go to him in, like, the past and then give him the book and go to him 10 years in the future, and then he becomes, like, this, like, awesome poet. I'm probably saying it wrong because it's, it's <laughs> been a while, but he becomes, like, this really cool poet, and to- that was already, like, a lot of character development, and he was saying Chrono, tr- Chrono Trigger did not have a lot of development but a lot of characterization of like, you know, getting to know Marl's past, or like getting to know Magus's past, and like really getting to know the characters. But the characters not particularly changing a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a a lot of like the characterization in the game. But I don't know. I kind of disagree because I feel like Robo, uh, Frog, Luca, and you know even Magus had a lot of character development because you could see them change in um, like different ways based on like. The experiences and time travel that they go through so who knows but it was just a little side thought that came up so it's
1: it's interesting and i've actually i played chrono cross um a couple of times oh, I, nice! i still have it back home somewhere um and from what i remember it's the main difference i think in this character development is that um chrono cross did it where they introduce the characters and they're kind of like you don't really know them and as you're going, they get, like, little speeches here and there, and they do slowly change over time. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you watch them kind of develop, but it's in small increments and spread out because there's so many characters. Yeah. Um, but in Chrono Trigger, you get these, what is it, six main characters? I feel like it's six. Six, six or seven, yeah. Um, you get these characters, but it's, when you meet them, you go on an epic journey with each one to, like, figure out what's happened to them already, and it's kind of like you met them, You meet them at the point where they're finishing their character development and you're just trying to put it in the right place.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And so, like, because I don't remember the details, but I know you can at one point save... um, What's-her-name's mother, can't you? Or her dad, or... I know there's, like, an accident where you can, like... If you do something <sighs> right, you can save one of the parents or something. Well, we
0: we talk about it in Trevor's episode. It was Luca's mom...
1: I, I, I'm i pretty sure it's her mom. Yeah, Luca's mom. Yeah. yeah and he has to do a button combination that I always screwed up. Yeah, same. I remember repeating it over and over. Yeah. Uh. But, like, they really... Like, when you met the characters, like, it would be, yeah, it would be, like, quiet for a while, and they wouldn't really do any development, but then you would hit these big character spikes where you learn their past. Like, like we were saying about Magus, like, you learn that he's, like, throughout all of history, and, like, he's got this epic journey he's going on, and you're really just at the last part. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they don't have character development as stretched out, but they have it at, like, the climax, so you're always getting, like, the important part of their story.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, like, what's neat... And like especially with like the Luca thing is, if I if I remember it correctly, is that it it is a lot of characterization because you're seeing like Luca's past and like how it's affecting her and like oh like all this happened, but then, with like the fact that um you can you can change it because of like the time traveling and like changing events with that side quest, mm-hmm. um in a way that was like development because like Luca like i don't i don't i don't remember specifically but i just remember like Luca was like i don't know it's like a, a change for her because you just saved her family and stuff but I it could be characterization it's it's close
1: yeah i mean i liked both either way like chrono cross and chrono trigger just uh, chrono cross was fun while chrono trigger was the best thing ever <laughs>
0: yeah uh yeah chrono cross was really good but i feel like um a lot of the a lot of the really good parts of our current cross are really subtle and really intricate and hard to notice unless you really like paid attention to what was going on in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those, my friend were amazing top threes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I noticed that for your top three games, the, the pattern was, I would say in all three games, wow, There's everything about this game is amazing and I don't know what to say about it because everything <laughs> is great. And so I would say that's the theme of your three games because that's
1: what I was saying about all of them. I mean, it makes a good game, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's just hard because you can't... When there's a game that's made super well, it's not just like one thing particularly that stands out but kind of everything put together. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, your three games represented that really well
1: sweet glad you liked them
0: yeah um and with that guys we have our top three um and so we i think uh yep i think that's it for tonight so we are out have a good night guys